0: Most men, a lot of women too, approach marriage like they're hunting. And as soon as they bag that trophy, they stop putting in any effort. Marriage is more like farming. You don't go plant a field and the next day you have six foot high corn. You put in all the work, you know it's coming because of all of your hard work.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you love him, but you're not in love with him.
0: Yeah, that's a big question at the moment. Keep seeing that all over the place. And I imagine there's a couple of people listening who might be sitting in that same situation. Yep. Let's see if we can help them. righty. Here we go. It is funny. How on marriage forums, there seems to be themes. I don't know if everyone gets together beforehand and says, hey, let's all talk about the same thing. (laughs) Millions of people, you know, thousands of people on this forum and they all end up talking about the same thing. I don't know who has that sway to get the conversation and going in that direction. But this morning I was reading through a marriage forum and within five minutes there were three different people all saying almost identically the same words. I have some snippets here. Okay. Here's what it sounds like. I've been married for 11 years. I love him, but I don't think I'm in love with him anymore. I'm scared to leave because I haven't ever been on my own before. That's number one. Number two is my daughter just told me she's leaving her boyfriend of 10 years. She isn't in love with him and has been trying for many years. She feels so guilty because everyone loves him and he treats her like a princess. That's number two. So someone else who's not in love after Mm -hmm. 10 years. Number three, how do you give words of affirmation to your spouse when you don't feel that way on a day-to-day basis? You, of course, want it to be natural and not forced. I love him, but I'm not in love with him or feel lovey towards him. It's not like we have a relationship or connection right now. We are merely coexisting. So I'm genuinely wondering, how do you give words of affirmation to someone when you don't feel that way? Mm. So the theme is, what do you do? When you love someone, but you're not in love with them. What are the distinctions?
1: Right. I was going to say, we probably need to create some type of a definition. Yeah. I'm air quoting here.
0: In love. (laughs) Yeah. What's your first uh, initial response to, here's three people all with the same language. I'm in love with someone or I I love love someone, but but I'm I'm not not in in love love with them
1: what's my my yeah. initial my initial response really truly is what is your definition of in love is that it. I'm sexually aroused by them is it I just want to be around them all the time yeah. I think a lot of people we've talked about this before on some of our podcasts yeah. that whole when you first meet someone and there's these butterfly feelings right. inside of you there's these physical sensations yes. that make you feel in love yes
0: all the, the chemistry behind that yes. infatuation and yes yep
1: that just does not last no
0: it doesn't stay around it, forever it, your
1: body can't do that yeah for prolonged periods yeah. of time yeah and so that's the first thing that i think of
0: yeah It's a very real thing because this is the definition I think the world has. A majority of people have in terms of if they think they have a good relationship or not, because all of the feelings are there. They make most of their decisions based upon feelings, not based upon choice or action.
1: Right. Well, <clears throat> and, and by feelings, do you, are you talking about sensation feelings, physical feelings, or actual emotional feelings? All of them.
0: All of them those are feelings. You have emotional feelings. I feel lovey. I feel warm. I feel connected. I feel all these things. There's the physical things again, sexual arousal right. and excitement. Um, you know, the law of diminishing returns. We've talked about that where you hold someone's hand for the first time and you get those zingies that right. go go crazy, and then after. Uh, Two years of holding their hand, those zingies are gone. You need to have more and more things to kind of create those emotional and physical zingies that's happening. What I hear in this is kind of some of the language around it. So uh, I fall in love with people. Um, I don't feel that way towards them. It's kind of a passive experience. They're expecting it to be there automatically oh, Yeah. when you fall, that's not a choice. That's usually an a- an accident. Right. It just happens. happens. It's not something you typically create or make. And so I think a lot of people are going into their relationships, expecting marriage to happen or to expecting feelings and love to happen automatically. And that's a very naive and immature understanding of love. Yes. And the way I know that is because I have four kids and I love my kids, but I can tell you there's days when I didn't like my kids. They were right. a pain in the butt. <laughs> they were so unbelievably selfish I mean, all they would do is cry and poop and ask for more food, and they didn't care one iota about how it made me feel or if it inconvenienced me. And yet, I chose to love them. Right. Because it was a decision to have them in the first place. And I don't get to choose to have kids and then only love them when I feel like it. Right. The same rules apply to a spouse, to another adult that you love. It's like, Right now, I don't have much affection towards you. I don't like you that much in terms of the feelings, the connection, the, the emotional zingies, all those. I just don't have those because we've been married for 30 years. years. You're kind of, I mean, we're doing this in the morning at nine o'clock and you've got morning face right now.
1: <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. You love my morning face.
0: <laughs> it doesn't give me the zingies like right. like after you make yourself up and you put a lot of effort in. But that's not why I love you. I don't love you um, only when it happens automatically. I choose to love you because... Uh, Love is an action. It is how you treat somebody. It's not just an emotion. It's not just a feeling. It is an action. And so most of these people who are saying, I love them, but I'm not in love with them, have actually stopped doing the work of a married couple. They've stopped doing the things out of discipline and sheer choice. And when you doing good, positive things towards towards your spouse, Um, even when you don't feel like it and it, the minute you stop doing that it starts to become this kind of snowball of well I'm not doing anything to demonstrate love towards you because I don't feel love towards you Well, I'm not gonna keep doing loving things towards you because I don't feel that and, and so it, it starts to, to diminish yeah. faster and faster and faster
1: would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one time with paul and i how about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the secure marriage podcast to your own marriage better yet how about doing all of that in a warm sunny stunningly beautiful part of the world you're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in february 2023 We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to securemarriage.com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples. So don't delay while on the crew, while on the crew. Why can't I say that word? Cruise. While on the cruise, boy, cruise. cruise, time's running out and we only have space. <laughs> well, and I think also that when we are early in dating and first married, we have all of those feelings yep. of it being in love, but we're also on our best behavior and going out of our way to continue to do things yeah. that add to that. Yeah. The farther into your marriage, you're not trying to win someone over anymore. You've nope. already won them over. Yep. And so we don't do as many things as we, we used don't put in the to. Effort. We don't put in the effort. Yep. And unfortunately, that really, you have to continue to put in yeah effort. We still put effort yeah, in. All the time. We're, we're doing something on Friday night. I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah, You just told me you're taking me somewhere. That's right. And you mentioned it in like brief passing. So I've been just going, what are What's we doing? Going What's going on?
0: Yeah. I talk about this in the book I wrote, Husband 101. It's designed for men to learn how to be better husbands. But this principle actually applies to men and women. Right. It's, a, it's a principle or a law of marriage. Most men, a lot of women too, approach marriage like they're hunting. They're kind of stalking the big game. They're kind of going carefully. They're trying to pick a really good quarry that they're kind of hunting for. And as soon as they bag that person, they bag that trophy, they stop putting in any effort. They just don't do it. Marriage is more like farming. You have to plant. You have to put in hard work right now and you get absolutely no return on it. You don't go plant a field and the next day you have six foot high corn. Right. You plant a field and the next day you go out and you don't see anything. And for three weeks you don't see anything until you start seeing tiny little shoots coming up out of the ground. And then you continue to water. You continue to grow. You continue to get the weeds out of there. You put in all the work because you know what is coming. You know it's coming because of all of your hard work.
1: Right. Well, and also then you harvest harvest your work exactly but if you want more you you have have to to start all over again
0: every year it's seasonal and when you understand that you no longer get mad at the ground you no longer get mad at fall and going damn you fall for (laughs) you know making me have to plant all this stuff and you know how come spring isn't here and summer and it's warm you don't get mad like that because you just expect that to be there this exact same thing happens with marriage where most of marriage, people don't like this reality, but most of marriage is those seasons of doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not right. because you feel like it, right. not because you get any cookie at the end. Okay, right. a, a lot of marriages still have that kind of uh, reward system. If I do something nice for you, I expect a little something, something tonight. Right. I mean, give me a cookie. I I, I want something to be a reward for my hard work and effort. Right just like a hard work and effort of dating. And now I bagged a wife. I win. I have a cookie at the end. I've I've got something to show for it. You can't have that immature mentality when you go into your marriage. And I use that word very intentionally. I'm not saying people are immature people. I'm saying that they don't have a mature understanding of what it takes to actually be married and to put in the hard work to have a successful marriage. Right same principles. I mean, these are kind of universal principles. The same thing applies to money. You don't put a hundred dollars into a savings account, and the next week you got a million dollars in retirement.
1: Right, it exactly. just doesn't
0: work that way. You have to keep feeding, you have to keep putting it in, you have to keep interjecting and filling that up because you know, in the long run, it's going to create what you want, which right. is long-term wealth.
1: So I do like the question though that the gal ask, How do I give affirmations to my husband yeah. when I don't feel that?
0: So let's be talk about that specific question. Yes. How do you give affirmations when you don't like me, honey? Because I'm a verbal affirmations guy. I like to be told I'm wonderful and good-looking and and attractive, and you appreciate all the hard work I do.
1: Right. You so. Do that
0: more often, by the way.
1: Uh, I should do that more often. Gotcha. <laughs> why Why don't you just put put me on the thirty day affirmation That's email. right.
0: That would yes. be good. You can yes. just tell me how wonderful I am. Right. How easy is it for you to appreciate me? To have positive feelings towards me, to treat me positively when you don't always feel that way towards me.
1: Well, it's definitely harder. I think though, I think the first place, when you're when you don't have those lovey feelings, coming up with lovey affirmations is definitely difficult. Yeah. But you can always, always come up with something that you're thankful for that they do. So you have a spouse who, I don't know, I was going to say, goes to work and provides for the sure. family. Sometimes both husband and wife work, yeah. so, but you can still appreciate the effort that they're putting in for providing for the family. Sure. Or uh, just starting out with things that you that you know that they do, or even things that they have done in the past that you appreciate. Starting with just those kind of things. The thing that happens is when you start writing things down that you're thankful for or you can appreciate, your heart follows along eventually. Yeah, yep. that's a,
0: actually proven scientifically.
1: So I can't think of anything specific okay. off the top of my head at the moment, and maybe let you me can see if I can help me out you with that. Let,
0: let me see yes. if I can kind of bail but, you out but of I, this. But I
1: got the I got the idea. <laughs> you're in the general you're, ballpark. Yes, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Gratitude is a learned skill, and if you try to learn it when you actually need it, you're not going to do really really good because you haven't practiced it when you practice it, when you are feeling lovey, when you practice it on a daily basis and you get really good at it, then you start to train your mind, that reticular activating system inside your noggin here, to see the positive things in people more easily. That's a learned skill and a trained skill. If you've got your reticular activating system trained to see just the negative or the frustrating, then finding the positive is actually harder. Right. So like you did your gratitude journal years ago, it was hard getting started, right? Yeah. But after a while, you got really good at it and it actually came much easier because you've trained your system, your, your emotional system, your mental state to be able to find the positive things in the world around you because they are there all the time. You just have to be able to kind of uh, hone in on it or, or, or filter out the negative. Right. When you practice that, when you don't want to do that, you have that available when you need to use that because your spouse is bugging you or you don't have lovey feelings towards your spouse and you are still choosing to love them because it's the right thing to do. Right. You're choosing to say positive things to them. Even if you don't feel it, you can say it authentically and genuinely because you do appreciate them on a on a cognitive level, even yes. if you don't have it on an emotional, emotional level. Emotional level, yes. That exactly. is still that's still honest and genuine. Um, You're not lying at that point. It's just a different kind of appreciation, but you have to practice at it.
1: Yes. I I think that that there can be some resistance to that, though. I know I've talked to several different women who I've said, here's what would be helpful for you. Start writing down positive things or things that you appreciate about your husband and share one of those a day. Yeah. And the resistance is, well, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what the resistance is in that, but there was definite resistance. And I think it's because then if there's something, if the wife is feeling something lacking from the husband, regardless of what that is, like he's not showing affection, he's not connecting emotionally, um, you name it, or that the husband just thinks everything is going great, handy dandy, and the wife's feeling, you know, like this is not great, Mm that when you start making those verbal affirmations every day or things that you appreciate or thankful for, um, then you're kind of letting him get off, letting him get away with whatever's going exactly. on. Somehow it, in their minds it validates how the yeah. husband is behaving. Yeah. And
0: they don't want to reward his bad behavior ex- by saying nice things to him. Exactly. And unfortunately it's in- exactly the opposite. Yes. Typically if you can, affirm, if you can treat someone the way that you want to be treated, they are more inclined to respond positively towards you rather than negatively, Right, and it it just gets in the way.
1: And the even bigger benefit is is that it starts to change your um, views and your beliefs about your spouse. Because I think once we get into a place where our spouse has disappointed us for long enough, that then we only see the negative and any positive that they are doing we dismiss because of that the
0: reticular activating system yeah
1: i can never say that one (laughs) and
0: here's here's something we should try yes let's try what is it let's you and i do it for the next two weeks three weeks little experiment here okay making this up on the spot all right even though i think i did a version of this years ago let's be more intentional about it right now if i am bugged with you if I am frustrated with you, if I'm disappointed with you, if you've hurt my feelings in some way, that is the perfect opportunity for me to go out of my way and do something that is serving you or loving towards you. Not because I feel like it, not because I like you, but because I am wanting to make sure that I behave in a healthy manner towards our marriage and I'm trying to change my internal wiring, my negative internal wiring towards you to positive by actually serving you even when I'm bugged with you and okay. you can do the same for me alright <laughs> you your your body posture just changes
1: what's body posture? here's what I'm
0: thinking <laughs> that was almost an actual putting your hands up reason saying no I don't want to do that <laughs>
1: No, no. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Uh, what are you uh, thinking? I'm thinking, oh man, if Paul starts doing tons of things for me, then I'm going to be worried yes, that he's, he's mad bugged at me. me. <laughs> like, oh no, no, don't do things for me. I don't want to know how bugged
0: you are with me. I'll be congruent. I'll say, hey, I'm bugged with you, but I'm also going to serve you. So I want to do something loving towards you. I'll I'll verbally line up my actions so you're not guessing. I still try to do nice things who really yes, you actually like. Yes,
1: you. you do. And then I'll be confused, like is he doing this because he's bugged with me or is he just doing it because he's just doing that's, it? That's gonna like, be our joke. Are you doing the dishes because you're bugged with me? That's what, right. did I do? what did I
0: do? <laughs> okay, that might backfire. <laughs> We'll have to kind of work the kinks out on that. We'll let you know, everybody, if that kind of works out. But
1: that's funny.
0: It's about trying to change my internal system towards you. I'm trying to rewire my my uh, belief system about you. If I change that internally, if I take the responsibility to change it on my own, I don't expect you to change my feelings. Right. I have so much more power. I have so much more uh, efficacy. I can be effective in my life. I have more choice. I'm not a slave or hostage to your behavior anymore. Right. You can be a terrible wife and I can still be Excellent. an incredibly loving husband.
1: All right. We're going to practice this. <laughs> no, let's not practice that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These are bad ideas.
1: No, I couldn't do that anyway.
0: That would just be... yeah. Anyway, again, dear listener, if you are listening to this and going, yep, I have felt that I've said that saying to my spouse at some point, I've been sitting in that and I've been trying to figure out what to do with it. Hopefully there's some practical, tangible things that you can start to do. We've conversations kind of sparked some ideas to say, okay, maybe I should try this. Maybe I don't need to give up on my marriage quite yet. Maybe I don't have to be quite as miserable in my marriage if I start doing this. And what we have seen happen over and over and over again is when one person starts to change and actually act in a healthy, appropriate, mature uh, manner that a spouse should be acting in, it creates an invitation for the other person to start behaving healthier and better it doesn't happen immediately. It's not an instant fix. This isn't a miracle cure. Let's be really clear about that. But just like farming, you're you're sowing, you're you're buying good seed, you're picking good ground to, to fertilize and to sow in and to it will it will reap a harvest. But you have to be patient and you have to do the work. Yep. I don't have any other magic magic pills or magic bullets to make this better. Right. But that's okay, because if you and I are stuck doing this, then other people gotta be stuck doing this as well.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, I hate when we come to an end of end of a podcast and then I think of some great
0: correlation. (laughs) Yeah, we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. I know we are.
1: So maybe we'll
0: do another podcast another podcast. Another podcast. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Podcasts, everybody. About it. About it. We're Canadian podcasters. (laughs) sorry to all the canadians out there that was very (laughs) let's just be done now (laughs) thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next time (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye